Hello, you amazing people. You're listening to the Marketing and Coffee Podcast, the show that brings you the latest in marketing, especially in the UAE market, with your host, Lijo Itoop. Hello, welcome to another episode of Marketing and Coffee Podcast with Lijo. Today, I have Latika Vieira, Head of Marketing, Kaya Skin Clinic, Middle East, uh, is it North Africa also, or is it just the Middle East market, Latika? Not yet, North Africa, Lido, yeah. Middle East only. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So she's been handling the Kaya Skin Clinic brand in the Middle East since 2007. Uh, she got it into its eighth super brand status in UAE in 2017. Her experience of 15 years in skincare and services makes her an amazing expert to talk about skincare and its allied industri- industries. More importantly, marketing for me, and that's what it comes to. So it's a very niche category, a very different category. And I thought nobody else better than Latika to come. She's got rich experience in category, uh, strategy, uh, brand management, communication development, leading multicultural teams, multifunctional teams. That's amazing in a uh, industry where each culture brings in a different set of skin sets and the way they behave. So amazing. So welcome Latika. It's great to have you on the show. Thank you, Lejo. Thanks for that introduction too. <laughs> yeah, so great. So as I started off, 13 years in the same industry, what motivates you to keep going? How, are you <laughs> How do you get up in the morning and say, today is my day, I'm sure I'm going to do something. Yeah, yeah. I get that question a lot, especially in the way people move in their careers today um, with the millennials where two years is too long. So yeah, it has been a dream job. I think for any woman working in beauty is is something that just fits in perfectly. I have been interested in it and I got an amazing opportunity with Kaya. There's a very strong belief in the brand and what we offer. And I think that's something that keeps me going. Uh, It's got a strong value system. It delivers efficacy. It is something that I have no doubts about uh, waking up and saying, this is what I do and this is what Kaya does. That definitely keeps me going. The other thing I think which is important for everyone is growth. So I joined them in 2007 when we were four clinics in one country. And today we're 23 clinics across three countries. So the growth of the organization and the growth opportunity that I got. So from a brand manager to a marketing manager to now heading uh, marketing for the region. It has been something that always kept me challenged, always gave me something new to work on. Also, being a small, smallish organization here, you don't just stick to marketing. You dabble in a bit of sales, you dabble in a bit of innovation, in, into everything. So I never was bored. Ups and downs, victories, defeats, all of it uh, just kept, kept it almost uh, interesting and different every year. The other thing uh, which a lot of companies or brands don't have the opportunity to do here, which I found in Kaya, was the joy of creating. There were no global campaigns that we just had to adapt here. We created for the market. We created for the brand. In fact, Kaya is one of the few brands, I think, where we are very different in India and the Middle East, purely because the consumer is completely different. The market is very advanced. The fact that we can create, we can come up with our own strategies, we come up with our creatives, was something that just gave me a lot of satisfaction and a lot of excitement yeah, to keep going. Yeah, 13 years. It doesn't feel like 13 years. <laughs> it feels uh, just as exciting as it did before. And I guess I'm blessed for that. Awesome. So just another question, since you mentioned that uh, you are quite independent uh, in terms of what you do, there's no global uh, 
mandate like a man yeah. you have to do or guidelines you need to so how is the middle east market skincare consumer market different from the rest of the world is there any specific middle east marketing strategies to work on or do you have even specific products for the middle east market or is it something that you have you don't have and you just adapt yeah so we were completely different of course there is there is a reporting to uh, to kaya india which is the mother brand and overall in terms of our offerings are aligned in terms of our business units and what we do but um, the, the middle east market is extremely different i think from the rest of the world not just from india the consumer here is a lot more evolved a lot more aware for arabs beauty is in their dna they see their mothers and aunts doing invasive services from a very young age unlike say an asian country where you go into you look at skin care or expert skin care only when you have a problem and only when that problem cannot be treated by my home remedies or max over the counter products but i will never think about as an indian i will never think about going to a dermatologist as the first instance or i will never think about starting botox and fillers at a uh, you know before i even have my first wrinkle but for the middle east consumer she is very evolved to start it she actually starts it as prevention rather than cure and it's not something we have to convince them on so because she is so evolved she is updated on every trend she knows machines by name she knows what has been launched at what conference so you have to be very differentiated you have to be ahead of of the curve anywhere else and you have to be knowledgeable and have the offering to give her because she is going to find it wherever else so the kind of services that we launch here are very very different from india so in fact we've in, also started uh, getting into plastic surgery we have services like m sculpt which gives six pack abs in four sessions which which uses the technology to give you the contractions and you don't need to go to the gym we have something called regenera which is not for someone who doesn't want to do hair transplant but is okay to some level of invasive services which in india would not be possible these kind of services people would not go in for but here it's it's the need it's a want so we do launch a, a technologies way ahead of of india and i think after us we might be the second uh, second market that launches technologies once they launch awesome one lead is for the six pack apps is me for sure i'm going to talk to you about it off <laughs> it is such a popular service <laughs> yeah and i'm sure there are a lot of people in my listeners who want to have that uh, have yeah you- yeah so the 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 advantage of how learned consumer also brings in with it the fact that there's going to be huge competition the market here could be big in terms of consumers out there so i'm sure the competition out here is also hugely different from what the consumers kaya is facing back in india right yeah yeah so there's been a huge explosion okay so when kaya started here we came in 2003 there were barely 50 clinics of 50 dermatologists which have now grown to i think over 1000 you have clinics down every similarly in every emirate there's one such street so the competition in the last couple of years has definitely skyrocketed also because the demand has gone up in fact a very interesting stat is that dubai has the most number of plastic surgeons per capita in the world wow <laughs> so it's a, it's an extremely high demand category and therefore the competition is higher it's a very unorganized category so i compete with a single dermatologist in uh, who's been here for 50 years who has generations of a family going to them i compete with hospitals who along with all of their other treatments offer cosmetology so it's it's huge and varied but the way we try to differentiate is 
to build a one kaya experience the environment that we offer is not as intimidating as a hospital but there is a professionalism that you might not get at a single clinic so we've tried to find that sweet spot uh, and ensure that experience that standard operating procedure that warmth that efficacy is delivered across all our clinics and since we've specialized in this we have over 36 dermatologists we've been here for 13 years the wealth of experience that we have the sharing that goes in between the doctors and the clinics the the efficacy therefore that we are able to give customers is the experience with which we differentiate compared to everyone else i think the other thing because we come from an fmcg background of marico uh, it we used to be a fully owned subsidiary of marico i think our consumer and marketing is very very strong so it is always it's not just about how the category advertises we've invested a lot in building the brand or uh, so you won't see kaya communication just with before and after prices or before and after right, pictures right 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 um it is always communication that is insight driven to be differentiated which is also it makes it harder for us because people are so used to seeing prices and they only want to know that it, it is time consuming but then we are also talking to the consumer who you know cares about the brand who cares about what it goes behind that and i think that has been one huge differentiator again for us and worked in our favor especially in post covid time that's something that is really helping us we came back with a campaign that was completely differentiated from everyone else we came back with a campaign that was emotional and relevant for her and i think that was key in helping us bounce back uh, not just from getting our own customers back but we had almost 50% of our new customers were from competition and they came to us because of reputation quality and brand so yeah that's how we differentiate in in this extremely competitive market so the, 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 you talk about experience and how you have want to maintain a standard experience so human interaction was big in physical clinic walk-ins and formed a big part of the customer experience yeah. social distancing has the exp- consumer experience changed of recent over the period of time how has things changed how how are they adapting to the new normal yeah 90% of our business comes from services okay so the the physical is not going anywhere for a brand like kaya products shopping everything can be replaced without physical interaction but to touch your face or to change your body there is a physical interaction and that i think we've mastered well of course what we've had to do is enhance the safety uh, precautions although we were following very very good uh, safety and hygiene protocols even pre covid there was obviously the new rules that had to come in so the first month of operation we we were operating only at 30% capacity the distance between appointments the number of clients that you were allowed to have in which obviously also impacted business but it it definitely gave that confidence to people to start coming back because they knew all of this was being followed now we're back to 100% capacity <clears throat> but with obviously all the stricter protocols so the time between appointments is a little more than it used to be pre covid so that sanitization of the entire room can be done there is a need to show clients that you know what all is being done internally and in some of our clinics our clients are actually feeling more comfortable because it helps them step out of the house they don't have to randomly go shopping and touch things that 100 other people are touching they feel really safe and secure in our clinical environment uh, so they are actually coming back a lot more to a clinic rather than going anywhere else for leisure okay that, that, that sounds good so the consumer as you said has become more conscious now there is something known as clean beauty movement based on conscious consumerism and yeah. uh, studies so that's the way forward 
So how do you address yeah. this new consumer who wants to be at the right side of being natural? Yeah. So the thing is, with Kaya, we are not about natural. Right. <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> so actually, the consumers who come to us are not those looking for. So of course, they're into wellness and health. and they'll probably look at clean beauty uh, more in terms of the products that they use but when it comes to services to treat your acne i have to use chemicals i will stay away from carcinogenic and this and that but it is chemical it is not natural when i inject you with botox and fillers of course it's an acid that already exists in your body but it is not you'll have to choose age gracefully then not come into a kaya and say i want to get this done So also with the whole clean beauty movement there's some level of um, I think a little distortion in it because you have to understand when you talk about clean beauty it's almost like buying from a farmers market what are the ingredients being used are the preservatives when i when clean beauty comes onto a shelf and is being made in mass market there is a certain level of preservatives that have to come in otherwise it can't be on a shelf for that long so understanding where it is and how you are able to get that into your life is important but with the services that we offer at kaya there that doesn't come into play because there is a lot of chemical there is a lot of stuff that you are injecting in which is not bad for you but it's definitely not all natural yeah i guess it's a very conscious call the consumer makes and and i, I guess as long as it's safe it's a consumer yeah. i think that's what the consumer looks for that i exactly. know it is not natural but it should not kill me or should not harm me in the long run uh, or exactly and that for sure doesn't happen with what we use but i think more clean beauty is more around the product uh, space not so much in a service space because you can't have that in our invasive or cosmetology space interesting so for you then it a lot will depend on a lot of word of mouth advocacy and influencers so a lot will depend on that because people will talk to other people and not just what's on their website on your social media page or brand communication and advocacy from people who are already used it yeah yeah and influencers for that matter so in your industry per se there is a role of influencers uh, do you find very big, yes. for you or do you think there's it's suffering now because deficiency in trust uh, yeah so yeah. what's your point so yeah so influencers are a big thing in our category and because also the whole the whole trend has shifted people don't really go on google to search for new technologies they actually discover them on instagram and they discover it basis what influencers are talking internationally or locally and that's how a lot of discovery on the new, latest trends happen so influencers are definitely key and critical and we started our journey with them i think around 2016 when the bubble came up about influencers and we did the whole roller coaster everyone and anyone should have come to kaya and be speaking about it then it was almost abusive because they became so demanding and challenging that you as a brand you really had to choose how do we want to go about this and i think one big learning for us was that we wanted authenticity we didn't just want people to talk about it we wanted authentic people to talk about it one people who definitely have an influence and have a credibility to say what they are saying and therefore people listen and to be authentic with the brand so they actually believe in the brand or they use the brand and therefore are willing to talk about it and not just talk about it because you've been asked to or been paid to or been given something free to do it so uh, we've actually developed something called friends of the brand which are so we don't do 
endorsers or brand ambassadors we have a category of friends and these guys have actually been customers of kaya before they became our advocates or before they became friends of the brand most of them have been with us for 5 years 7 years one of them 10 years so when they speak about their journey or when they speak about something they've done at kaya and how it's worked it is absolutely authentic so <clears throat> that is our take on influencers they are extremely important and of course every now and then we do bursts with different kinds of influencers in different tgs uh, and male or female or which nationalities we're targeting but with all of them the authenticity is something that that we try and maintain always and even if it's a first timer that we use as a burst almost always they will become clients of ours and therefore have a ro- longer relationship with us so i think yeah authenticity is probably the key thing for us in in influencers and you can't negate their role or their importance uh, in a category like beauty which is extremely important exactly and there's uh, as you would know there's people say that uh, how's the office how's your job fit employee fit a lot of people do not yeah. know how is the brand fit with the influencer that's working and exactly get that wrong i need this person irrespective of the brand and the, the way influencer market exploded at uh, initially was the fact that people never believed the endorsement that the big film stars and were doing because that there was yeah. no brand fit in the consumer's mind that's where the influencer came in say that okay i'm more like you i'm more I'm, and there's a brand fit yeah. it somewhere got diluted along the way and people say there is no roi in influencer or advocacy let me just say but i think this yeah. is the way of doing it making your yeah. consumer advocates of the products that they are using anyways yeah and you have to have a level of influence right you can't just call yourself a blogger or influencer because you have a page Uh, so so that's something that we definitely check on um, i i don't see the number of fans or the number of likes as much as i see the content and the quality of the content and your expertise in the content for you to be believable because i can use that content and therefore also amplify it but if you are not an expert and someone that everyone will look up to and listen then there there is an issue and roi calculation is still very difficult you jo <laughs> there is yet to meet someone who tells me that they have cracked it but it it is it's a tough one yeah so it's, it's a necessary evil i guess <laughs> you can't do without it you can't live with it <laughs> yeah so that could be a tough one but i guess as i discussed online uh, july was much of one of better of the tough ones for you in terms of numbers so i guess things are starting slowly starting yeah yeah good, uh, really good. as a brand and over overall So it sounds awesome. Thanks a lot, Latika, for coming on the show, and it it was amazing. This one one of the most amazing high energy interviews kept me it, a lot of learnings, and I feel people will find from this podcast. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you, thank you so much for having me.